0: The following programming is sponsored by Six Feet Over Under Productions. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by ELEC 825. Jeff, it's March Madness time. We're thrilled to join you on WWDB 860 AM and 97.5 HD2, part of the Beasley Media Group, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. I know you're happy with the tourney so far. Why am I happy? Cause your Why? Because Michigan beat. Because uh, your team won. They beat Colorado it's gotta be, State. It's got to be nice to have a team that wins and wins. Nah.
1: Well, well. So the problem is you're measuring from a different place that I'm measuring. <laughs> so I'm measuring from a place that on the sideline there were two Fab Five people. Yes. And you're measuring from a place that what is it? 1984 was the last time that Rutgers won something. like A game? That. Isn't that? I think that's it. Right. It's, it's been a, quite a time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and I did. and and by the way. This is what I get for having faith in your team because I actually pick them in my bracket to win that game. Oh, so it's your fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my fault. Not the other billion people that have filled out brackets. It's my fault. Because so, pretty much
0: everybody except people that went to Notre Dame picked records. I'd like to say you're welcome for not blowing up your text messages during the, Rutgers the game. Thing? Because I was on a text chain with two other friends and one of them fell asleep. And the other were one Were they Rutgers grads? But uh one was a Rutgers grad, yeah. one's just a sports fan. And yeah. so the Ruckers the Ruckers grad fell asleep. Mm. And so the other one who's just really into sports yeah. and I were texting back and forth the whole game. And he woke up to seven hundred and twenty-three text messages. Are you kidding? The next morning of us going back with What oh, was the what was the last one?
1: Because that's the only one that matters. That was painful. Okay. <laughs> that was the last one <laughs> I stayed up to. Again, life. doesn't that sum up the last 40 years of Rutgers basketball?
0: It just sums up the last 40 years of being Rutgers. (laughs) Who's the the greatest basketball player ever to play at Rutgers? I'm bad at that stuff. I don't know. I mean, we've had guys in the NBA, but... Is John battling? It's been a long time. I mean, look, this team. For was, anyone
1: that actually knows who John
0: Battle is, you got to give it up to the, these kids. Though they they came into a program that was in the doldrums, and they all stayed. They were the, the main guys were seniors. They were an older team. You know they what they say at watch. Michigan to that? Yeah, those who stay will be champions. Yeah. What do they say, records After those who <laughs> stay will get a degree <laughs> something like that maybe they'll put a banner up like nycfc we'll, we'll did f- for their title that was like really tiny up in the the area Well, well you
1: see why don't you just do the ucf one they had a national championship they just the gave way, it to them
0: by the way jp della camera joining us at 435 we will have to ask him about that flag that he will get to see tomorrow as the union play what flag So you didn't see the banner that NYCFC raised for the MLS Cup Championship last year? Right. It was about the size of my iPhone. Oh. It was not the largest celebratory flag for winning a world championship. And they're at Yankee Stadium where there's recognition of titles everywhere. It's very possible that's (laughs) why. It literally looked like somebody put one of those sheets over the edge as a fan and just had kind of written on it. Maybe the Steinbrenner said, hey, look, you can put something
1: up. It has to be this size. Anything else, we're not approving. I wanted to You talk- don't want to taint
0: the whole Yankee Stadium with the NYCFC banner. LSU's about to play in the tourney, and last week we had Jesse Ben Washington. Simmons still has uh, eligibility. <laughs> Well, he's not playing in the NBA. He may not play in the regular season, so we'll see about that. Not surprising there. Uh, The coach at LSU, we talked about it last week with Jesse Washington. Wade was fired this week after Mm -hmm. a lot of different allegations of paying players, allegedly different things, recruiting violations. I love how you put that allegedly after. I work. Instead of saying allegedly paying. I do this show with a lawyer and I want to make sure that we are covered so that you don't tell me off the air that I've said something completely inappropriate. There you go. Uh, Jesse pointed out that he was still the coach after all these allegations. Uh, I'm not terribly surprised that he got shown the door. Mm hmm. What are your thoughts on how long he was allowed to stay there after our Jesse conversation? And I mean, it seems like LSU has larger problems between their football program and their basketball well, wait, program. So what are, you, what are you suggesting that LSU do? Should they have fired him earlier, or
1: are you saying they shouldn't fire him at all? I think they should have fired him earlier. Okay, so why did they keep him I don't know what the answer I don't, is. I don't like, know why, why they, they keep him I don't around. Know.
0: Why do you fire the guy after he makes the tournament when these allegations have been out there? Yes, more have come out. But, I mean, it was out there all along. It- Is this an issue that they could take away their banner if they
1: win, but somehow if they've taken action beforehand? Well, look, I know we don't want to keep talking about Michigan all the time, even though I like to. Yes, you're still missing a banner. Just, I, I I was in Ann Arbor in 1989, and Bo Schembechler told Steve Fisher, or not Steve Fisher, Bill Frieder, get out. And Michigan went on with a coach who had never been a head coach before who was the assistant to win it. So maybe they you thought this was gonna be this was gonna
0: be their Steve Fisher moment. You have that scenario. We'll see what happens. LSU's not winning. I'm guessing you didn't pick them in your pool. No, I did not pick them in my pool. My pool's a disaster. So who did you pick? With. Uh, UCLA, I picked Arizona to win it all. Sorry, I, I, I mean, they've played and good I basketball. I hate Arizona. Yeah, I was not a fan of making that pick, but they mm-hmm. played really good basketball. I mean, I didn't have chalk in the finals, but I had a lot of chalk. In okay, so, ha- so knowing you, that
1: the point guard gets injured, did you not say, great, I picked them and now he got injured?
0: No, I didn't actually. Oh, see, that's what you usually do. No, I did not have that. <laughs> I did not have that thought or concern. Um, I did watch the St. Peter's game last the night. The Peacocks. That was unbelievable. New Jersey's
1: own. How many people do you think know knew before that that St. Peter's is in Jersey City? How many people in My New Jersey hometown. knew
0: that St. Peter's is in so Jersey I, City? I, yeah, it was the fourth biggest upset by point spread since 1985 in the tournament. That's for some perspective on. Just how big of a win this was, and it was fun to watch because I remember watching their coach Shaheen Holloway when he was at Seton Hall, leading the Pirates in the tournament. And mm-hmm. now he's there. It's hard for that school to win in the MAC to even make the tournament, and then that's to, impressive. You knew what conference they were in. They actually they won in Atlantic City. They played at Boardwalk Hall. Was right. their was their conference tournament? Mm-hmm. But it's hard with. I mean, Rick Pitino had Iona in there. Like you have some serious teams that play basketball and make the tournament out. Cause they come out of the Mac and are you proud of me? I did comment on Rick Pitino. <laughs> uh, you can, you can, he didn't win. So it's all good. You he can make hasn't been comments. fired from this job yet. No, not okay. yet. Um, some upsets, Iowa knocked off by Richmond, New Mexico state knocked off by Connecticut. Uh, anything surprise you so far? Wait, you thought UConn was a big upset? I didn't. They're actually pretty good by year. the numbers. It's yeah. an upset. It's a twelve-five seed. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that UConn has a, had as tough of a schedule, and New Mexico had the best player on the think, court in that game. Think about this though. Every year, twelve beats five. Every right? year.
1: Every year. Yeah. So how bad are they at doing the seeding that every single year a team that is seven spots below wins a
0: game. I just want to know why Rutgers couldn't have been in 12.
1: <laughs> no, you you think then they would have won? Well, they had a shot. Well, they still needed to win the the play-in game. That's the well, problem. Okay, so and here was the problem. I don't with the think they should have
0: been in a playoff game. The, game the, in a play-in game, by the way. Rutgers should have just been in. They should have been in the right. tournament. And then we can stipulate that. But once I knew that it was turning midnight and it was St. Patrick's Day, there was no way that we were beating Notre Dame. And Perm. That was not <laughs> Wait, you left out and, and Purim. Yes, but so, that was not yeah. happening. We we just it never should have gotten to that though. There was a terrible turnover by Mulcahy. He at the end of regulation when Rutgers was up one. Ooh. I know. You don't know anybody <laughs> on the team. Yes, I do. I know one player on the team. Yes. Derek yeah. uh Ron Harper. Exactly. Ron Harper Jr. So I, I get it. I get it. But uh Mountain West having a brutal, brutal tournament. <laughs> they, okay. The only team I know in the Mountain West is Boise State. They're just the third conference to finish O and four or worse in a single tournament. How did they get four teams in? Uh, Colorado State yeah. gave up 46 second half points in their loss to Michigan. Right. Wyoming lost in the first four. Boise mm-hmm. State lost by double digits to Memphis and San Diego State. They. Uh, That's because they don't have a blue basketball. They blew a nine Didn't point we ask somebody lead. that recently? We asked uh, Kobe Carl who That's was right. at, uh Boise yeah. State. When I didn't call it Boise, I called it Iowa. But for, by the <laughs> way, if you're from Idaho, it's called Boise. Boise. Okay, I'll get that right. Uh, We'll see what's going on in the tournament today with uh, Purdue playing and some other Big Ten teams. Big Ten hasn't looked very good so far. Michigan won. That's about it. (laughs) 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 Care? Are you? The Big
1: Ten's not that good this year. No, they they beat each other up, but there is no. I actually think the best team in the Big Ten or the one that has a chance of going furthest is actually Illinois. And I don't know how far they're going to go. I think Purdue is a very good offensive team, but they're a putrid defensive team. They are a terrible So I don't team. know how they're going to get very far in this tournament because you can't just outscore people. The one that I'm baffled by, and I have not watched Gonzaga games most of the season, is when you look at Chet Holmgren, do you not just see a miniature version of Sean Bradley and go, how in the world is a guy that thin going to survive in the, NBA, in the NBA at that height. And then, of course, you look at Kevin Durant, and he was thinner than he is now. And if you look at him now, his legs look like twigs. Gonzaga
0: now. had a really tough first half, too. They pulled away in the second half. Yeah, but,
1: but he played really well. He, like He's going to be the first pick in the draft. I just don't know how that, unless he's able to put you know, weight on that body, how in the world he's going to be able to stand up to the rigors of playing against Joel
0: Embiid or playing against Giannis, like well, Joel Embiid doesn't go on the blocks as much, so he'll be okay. Okay, <laughs> we'll get <laughs> we'll get to that. Villanova currently up forty to twenty five on Delaware right now. Uh, Auburn looked very good earlier today in in their opening game against who? Uh, they played Jacksonville State.
1: Well, come on, come looking
0: on. good against Jacksonville State if you're in the SEC is not like a big deal. There haven't been a ton of huge upsets. This hasn't been the upset 20. Just a, a massive,
1: just one massive. or two ma- big upsets, but one massive. Percentage. Yeah, other than that, though, it's kind of been chalk. All right, so here's my other NCAA pool question. Yes. Every year, Kansas is a one or a two seed. Yes. I know. And every year, Kansas gets knocked out early. So what round do the, does Kansas do this again? Eh, probably second round. Ooh, you're not even giving them to the Sweet 16, huh? I don't know. Wow. Did you do that in your pool? Uh,
0: I don't remember. Wow. We may need to take a break so we can, uh, can look I, at your can pool. Can we talk about that for a second? What? In college, I would have <laughs> studied so much to prepare for my picks. Yeah. I would have had watched games Now you get paid for a radio show and you won't do it. The, i talk more funny. i talk more about sports now than i ever did in my life mm-hmm. and watch less college basketball than i ever did in my life and it's the one sport where i feel completely unprepared when i have to make picks like at least i watch a lot of basketball and hockey but i just with the kids and everything i don't have time for watching all it, it these late also, night college games i don't know
1: games. about you uh, the ncaa basketball just hasn't seemed good this year like they're I don't know what it is about this season. I don't know if it was the stop and starts at the beginning. I don't know if it's that there there really aren't any... Are, are there any names that you can think of out of this
0: NCAA season other than Chet Holmgren and the guy from Duke? Not really. I mean, the biggest story has been Coach K retiring.
1: <laughs> so, I'm not a Duke fan.
0: Mm-hmm. But I also do not want...
1: The last two weekends of the basketball season to beat human
0: interest stories on Coach K every time they advance. I think they lose to Davidson in the second round, actually. That I know I picked in the tournament. We'll see whether that is actually happens. Is Steph Curry going to be there? Uh, I'm hoping he comes back. He's not going to be playing in the pros with his injury for the I rest know. of the How season. I How bad so. is that? <sighs> it sucks. They just can't catch a break. Nah. They just got Draymond
1: back. Yeah, they, they get just... Clay back after the two injuries over the last 2 years. And then Draymond goes out and he gets he comes back and then the next game Steph Curry gets
0: hurt. Isn't that The concern that we have with the Sixers, with the players they were bringing in, can they all stay on the court? That was why the Nets never had players on the court together. It is. It's baffling.
1: Players on the court? You mean Ben Simmons? He's there. He's there. He's got a nice hockey jersey. You told me it was a
0: very nice, expensive hockey jersey. Louis Vuitton, around $1,300, from my understanding.
1: Why does Louis Vuitton have a hockey jersey? Especially since there is a team that uses well, apparently LV. they
0: have it because there's somebody like Ben Simmons who's willing to buy it. If there was nobody willing to buy it, they wouldn't sell I don't know.
1: It. We didn't have a chance to talk about it last week. But, but I, I find what Ben Simmons and his team appears to have done very disturbing last week. Explain. I, it's just my impression from people that I've heard from is, is that he seems to have, they seem to have like wanted to egg this on. Yeah.
0: That he said, didn't he say bring it on in a, in a tweet I, or an Instagram? I, when and, he did that, I wrote back and I told you they're trying to make a Post case to win their pre-arbitration complaints
1: so he should be able to wear whatever he wants but the fact that i was in the arena when that happened and by the way that whole that whole arena was a circus it was the whole thing was not about the basketball game well that so was for the anybody, problem
0: they, nobody came ready to play for basketball you, other than the nets i mean
1: you had you had half the hip-hop nation that was there they had all of
0: these these singers there and they had well they, they, went were, out f- they were partying afterwards which by the way i don't care that james harden went out to party after he played crappy, okay? I just, I don't care. He's allowed to go out. He could go out wherever he wants. Yes, I just don't want I care to, that he played I crappy. I just
1: don't want to be in any building that Travis Scott is in. That <laughs> That's my concern, quite frankly, is I'm sitting there going, I just don't need him standing up and inciting people. So as far as I'm concerned, but but the thing that bothered me was, Ben Simmons, if you're going to sit there, nobody's saying hide, but don't. Make yourself a target. He
0: was standing up, going for the ball when it was rolling. He was up. standing
1: he was, up the whole game, and he's wearing a bright yellow hockey jersey in an arena that's all blue. And 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 Jeff, it was an, almost like he was saying, "Go ahead and throw something you're, you're at me, an,
0: just so I can I can make my case." You're an attorney. Wouldn't that help make your case? Even though it's after the fact, if there was an adverse work environment because somebody threw something at him or somebody charged the court or somebody did anything else, wouldn't that help their case that he should get his money back because he wasn't safe to play here all along? I mean, that's all he, that but play he was, was about was
1: But he was safe to play here all See, this is the problem that I have with the whole Ben Simmons storyline is that Ben... This whole idea that Ben Simmons was either tortured or harassed or whatever it is that he thinks he was, Ben Simmons before that playoff run last year. Was supported. Nobody was booing him. And so what happened is he froze whatever happened to him and the, the mortal sin that he committed in Philadelphia sports was he appeared to be afraid to dunk a basketball under a basket because he didn't want to be fouled. If he would have played more games or played at the beginning of the season and then had this hostile environment, it's one thing. He never had it.
0: Again, the lawyer. Yeah. When you When the facts are on your side, argue the facts. When the facts aren't on your side, pound on the table. Right. They don't have the facts on their side because he wasn't treated poorly. But he wasn't poorly. pounding on the
1: table; he was just wearing. He a blue was trying, trying to, to make
0: a scene so he could prove that if he would have been out there playing this year, right. he would not have been supported. Now I think that's ridiculous. But that's but that was,
1: speculation. That's well,
0: not. I've also thought that a lot of things that Rich Paul and his camp have done have been ridiculous throughout this process. Mm-hmm. Back on the court, though, the team's two and two in their last four games, but the two wins were sloppy. They won an overtime against the magic they came they blew a 17 point lead against the calves and had to have Embiid play the whole game so what's the problem you okay with where the team is what you're seeing I don't know
1: I mean it, it, look it takes time for all of this to work what what I'm actually more confused about or concerned about isn't the starting five I think we have a really good starting five Oh, the bench yeah where did Furkan Korkmaz go up uh, uh, where hold, is he I got stats for you I know uh-huh. you like
0: stats. Well, so the Furcon stats are zero. Do you know he hasn't been in? How much? Well, not many others it for you? <laughs> Not many other people who have been in have yeah. contributed in the last three games. The Sixers bench has been outscored 140 to 46. Uh-huh. They put up eight points against Cleveland. Tell me why. I know the
1: stats. I want to know why. Why Why is it well, that I, Doc Rivers has shortened his bench to the point that Furkan Gork- Korkmaz went from a guy who could start in critical situations
0: if somebody else was hurt to literally not playing? Look. How could that be? I, I look at this differently. I, I'm tired of seeing Danny Green out on the court. He's a, a pole out there when they give him the ball. I'm not talking about Danny Green, though.
1: Furkan comes off the bench and... At least, yeah, I
0: wouldn't someone bring Furkan, Furkan in. I bring Isaiah Joe at in at this point. No, at all? no, he well, he hasn't. Sh- there,
1: there he, are times when Furkan. It's not that often, but there are times he can light it up. And you're Where, going to have to find those times. But well, they He can't in, find those times on the bench. You, you can't get in any, any type of groove by sitting
0: on the bench. I agree with you, but. He's not getting in a groove playing, and he's costing the team when he's in there, and his defense isn't good enough to let him stay in there the whole time and find his offense. Now, I'll also say I don't understand why DeAndre Jordan's in there so much. They're a minus whatever every time he's on that court. I'd rather put B-ball, did, Paul, did, or Charles, Paul, Charles, Charles Bessie you in there. Did see him Yes. I, like, I don't understand. I get it. He's a name. But I would rather put somebody in there that's going to dive on the floor with grit like B-Ball Paul. He doesn't have the experience. Get him the damn experience in the regular season. Okay.
1: Mark Eaton's a name. Daryl Dawkins is a name. I mean, just because you have an old basketball, just because they were good at some point doesn't mean that you then just pull this guy off the, that, tra- that's the what trash That's That's like, what we're saying keep, now.
0: keep him just as a backup on the bench. Let him be there for experience. I just – I don't understand the rotation. And we've talked about this in past years. Doc has used a rotation that's been ten men. Now he's now got a rotation nine. that's like
1: eight. Well, no, they're nine get in the game, nine, but, maybe, but eight? you know three of those guys off the bench play six minutes. And, I mean, it's not they're not facilitating what they need to do for the playoffs. It seems like all that he's worried about. Is getting these five on the right I on the right page, still don't and know. that's not a healthy thing to do because you do
0: need somewhat of a bench in the playoffs. And what happens if somebody gets hurt? And I still think they need to design a few more plays. I don't understand this end of game planning. I, I, like, there's a lot that I don't understand about what Doc does. His with the end of game now
1: is is James Harden is going to bring the ball Dib-dribble. up and then and then move it around. <laughs> and the problem is is that you're moving it around, and Harden, you know, Harden's not exactly Mister Clutch in the playoffs. So hopefully he's that had
0: some big games, but he's had he's some games also where some he hasn't clunkers. shown up. I'm more concerned right now that he was out for a while and whether he has his legs or not. He's not really a leg shooter. Mm-hmm. Maybe his, his the, the upper body strength isn't there. But well, like, he is for a step back. But like 10 of the three pointers have yeah. come off the front rim. They're not – he's coming up short on a lot of those shots. So I don't know if it's fatigue or what's – That's
1: usually a leg issue. That's not an arm issue. Exactly. And
0: so I don't know if there's something going on there or what. Joel Embiid is questionable. Well, they did show him running
1: up and down the stairs. So,
0: you know, as long as we see videos of these things, we're good, right? Look, I'll put those videos (laughs) in the box with Ben Simmons shooting (laughs) jumpers in the summertime. Okay? I'm okay with these – Made for TV movies, which, by the way, if you're, if you're, I produce at times for my clients. So it's not that I don't understand them. If
1: you're the Nets, Sean Marks, and, and you're... You're laughing. You're laughing right now?
0: Yes. Why are you laughing? Because I don't think that Hardin was going to be there in the long run. You have the potential of something with Simmons, and you got if yourself plays, Curry on the court. I understand if he, he plays. Cl- He's going to play at some point. How do you know? You don't know how bad this back injury is now. He's going to play at some point. And he's not going to have to shoot because they have other shooters on the court. So you think that the Nets can get into the playoffs? And I think the Nets are actually better
1: off not playing with him this year. If they get to the playoffs and haven't gotten him involved, I getting him involved in the middle of the playoffs is not the time. Why type did to I do tell it. you
0: I thought he should be on the court? Like I get his back, but I told you not because I thought it would be better, but I, he needs to experience the way he's going to be treated in these arenas. And it's not just Philadelphia that he's going to be – get it more in Philadelphia. So can we we just make one other
1: point about this whole poor Ben in Philadelphia? Sure. Brooklyn isn't exactly known as a warm and fuzzy place, and I'm not sure if anybody paid attention to Kevin Durant talking to a fan courtside at the Brooklyn game where the guy from all accounts appears to have just said, like, you got to take this game over – and somehow that led to Durant saying "Shut the bleep up" or something similar to that. So uh, even their star player isn't exactly a fan of the
0: fans in Brooklyn. And then they've got the Kyrie issue, where the health director in New York has said that they're not removing the the requirement Same for the right Mets now. Mets and Yankees. Well, and uh, so that'll take us into our baseball talk. Mm. You know, you. And by the way, what a say can I can I just say I don't understand this anyway. If you come in to play in New York, you don't have to be vaccinated. But if you're on the team in New York, you do. That makes no sense to me. Well, you're
1: right. In a vacuum, it doesn't make sense. But the problem is this rule wasn't put in place for sports. Agreed. Hold on. The rule was put in place to make sure that the workers were safer in, in restaurants and places like that and that they could limit the exposure that they were going to give to the, the people that were coming into restaurants and things like that. So that's what it is. So when Kevin Durant says this is ridiculous and starts criticizing it and, and that somehow Kyrie's being treated different, you know lots of people have lost their jobs yes. as a result of this. So he's trivializing the fact that the entire state has worked it a certain way, or the city has worked it a certain way, and people have lost their jobs over. he's
0: still getting paid. I understand that, and he is getting paid. But as somebody who's worked in and around government, Jeff, you've worked in and around government, Mm -hmm. the inconsistency is hard to explain at this point. When you can have people come in I'm not defending And and I'm not saying don't don't change it for bars and restaurants and other places. Mm -hmm. But in this one location, you specifically allow people in who are not vaccinated and tell the one person who isn't vaccinated who plays there, nope, you can't be there. That just doesn't well. Th-
1: well, make the, the bigger sense. problem is they're not even saying he can't be there. He can sit there. He just, he just can't, just can't play, play. Which makes right. even
0: less sense. You can sit there and breathe on everybody and do everything and go out. You just can't step on the court. Mm-hmm. So again, I understand and you know. Well, but this that's isn't a, a but vaccine that's, conversation. No, but that's
1: all arenas, because I used to sit there and we went when there were mask mandates and stuff in Philadelphia. There are people sitting they don't have the players sitting that far. From I mean, there's there's fans right, next to, right next to them, right behind them. and, well, and they're
0: not wearing. That's them. I had fans that were bringing up to me that they had to show a vaccination card and a negative COVID test to get in, and a player could come in and not have to be vaccinated to be there. Mm-hmm. And and you look at it in baseball, basketball has one of the highest vaccination rates of any league with the NFL. Baseball, baseball does, does not. not. And the Yankees and the Mets, if I remember right, were two of the teams with the lower vaccination rates. So I don't know how this is going to impact these teams, but I think it's going to have more of an impact in baseball than it does for basketball, actually, with more players that aren't able to play in those home games, which, by the way, there's a lot of home games in baseball. Well,
1: the Phillies will now be favorites when they go to City Field, right?
0: Well, we can talk about who's on the Phillies roster and decide if they're favorites. Why don't we hit the break? When we come back, let's talk some baseball before J.P. Delicamere calls us and we talk soccer. Stick with us.
1: Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm and even building our favorite team stadium. We
0: understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. Jeff, I know we said we'd talk more baseball. We'll get to that after JP, <laughs> but, but we got to talk some football here. All right. Um, there's the Eagles and what they're doing, which, by the way, like like the Eagles are news right now with everything else that's going on. I, that's I, the news. I will just say that of the Eagles, I love that free agency starts yeah. and we cut a named player while extending our general manager. Like I think we're doing that backwards from a PR perspective. That's not the day to announce that. Just saying. Okay. Separately from that. All right. So Tom Brady's back yeah. in the last week. He's unretired. Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay That's a $150 forever. million,
1: dollars and, and
0: apparently his wide receiver doesn't,
1: doesn't care that his, his top target was leaving because he needed to. So all of this Aaron Rodgers stuff that we have to listen to every year, it all comes down to only one thing. He doesn't money. care about winning. Money. All he cared about was money. Money. Yeah. That was always, uh, always what it was. Because um, if he cared about money, he'd be doing a Tom Br- I'm not saying anybody should have to take less. But you understand there's a cap, and there's a certain amount of money, and if you're going to take a large, large percentage of it, isn't it the most? His, isn't this the apparently biggest Green Bay thing? was
0: willing to match Adams' no, salary? No, yeah, but they that, say, was, that was that was now. Wanted to leave. That that first of all, that was now. Of course, they could have
1: gotten this done a long time. Yes, ago. they could have. And and my question is: is would Devontae Adams even be leaving? If if it weren't for that, he's going to play with his best friend apparently. Who they play? I guess they played at to college together. Yeah, Derek Carr. Right, so yeah. that's why he's going. Look,
0: I like the Eagles Hassan Reddick signing. To me, the best signing the Eagles had this week was extending Meryl Reese to call radio games for three more years. Okay,
1: but more but more importantly, is can you explain to me? Don't why
0: everybody what you don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson in a second. Okay. I need you to critique Carson Wentz's apparel for his. I already did. I said, conference. didn't I send you the hot dog one? You didn't discuss it on the radio. Oh, okay. So Carson <laughs> Wentz decides
1: he's going to show up at his press conference in a, in a yellow jacket, like he's part of. <laughs> isn't the NFL Hall of Fame yellow? As a uh, matter of fact, yes. And he shows up in that and says he already had it in his wardrobe from his days at North Dakota. Yes. So he shows up, but he's wearing the Commanders. Colors, which is a yellow jacket with a
0: red shirt, he blended in with the background,
1: which made him just look like a giant Oscar Mayer <laughs> hot dog. And, and like Twitter was versatile, like, but but if you're him, if you look in the mirror, it was so like you know, Carson, you kind of ask for these things, <laughs> like he, he has no self awareness like at all.
0: I'd like to point out it to you that I was the one who had the Wentz watch forever. And I you did had not,
1: a t-shirt that said Wentz went I in. did
0: not bring this up to you. You brought this up to me. But I did have those thoughts when I saw it. I just didn't share it, it with you. It was stunning <laughs> yes, to see he, that he did that and didn't seem to understand that everybody was going to make fun of him. All or. right. I want to have a more serious conversation because I don't understand. Deshaun Watson sat out. This is out, the I don't understand segment? It's the under, I don't understand okay. segment. Deshaun Watson sat out last season. There was speculation as to whether he'd be charged criminally. It came out this week. He won't be charged criminally. He's still facing 22 civil lawsuits. Okay? No problem. Everybody he, wants him. He wasn't suspended last season. He was paid for the full year. Right. Now he's going to Cleveland, apparently. Well, isn't, isn't that punishment? And <laughs> he, well, he's getting a <laughs> We fully, won't be syndicating in Cleveland. He's getting so a <laughs> fully guaranteed Five-year, two hundred and thirty million dollar contract. Yeah, that's eighty million more than the previous. That's a record. lot of money
1: to sit there and not play.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Isn't he going to be suspended for conduct detrimental to like, the league Like, what's Baker some point? Mayfield upset
1: about? He's still starting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Baker Mayfield asked for a trade, and they yeah. said no. They said they wouldn't trade. Turns
1: out, he's going to get his wish. They're not going to keep. They can't keep Baker Mayfield. Why? If Deshaun him,
0: Watson isn't going to be on the field, you can't have that much money
1: invested in. In the quarterback position, does it unless su- you're Green Bay,
0: does it surprise you that it seems like teams didn't care at all that this civil lawsuit situation? Yeah, it's is deeply still out disturbing,
1: there. and it's so it's deeply disturbing. And, and I know that we're not <laughs> going to have time to talk about the Phillies until after JP, but it's deeply disturbing what the Phillies are doing with bringing in F- Familia and bringing back O'Double. Like uh, somehow this we've gotten to a point that parts of our society are okay with this. And yes, it's allegedly with Deshaun Watson, but it's almost a couple dozen people alleging. 22 civil lawsuits. Yeah, so so this is all hanging out there. And for some reason, nobody, because they can do all the research they want. There's no way that they could ask him these questions because those wouldn't be protected conversations. And there's nothing that would stop the prosecutors rather than calling uh, Arthur Blanken and saying, did you discuss any
0: of his allegations. Well, made. and he's going to have to discuss them in the civil lawsuits. Now, his yes, whole thing was but, he was because he, he wasn't going to be criminally charged. But he charged. went
1: around. Apparently, Deshaun Watson got to basically decide where he wanted to go, which is another thing I don't. I understand he has a no trade clause, but his choices to not play
0: or get traded.
1: Like the Texans weren't Did using we see, him. What's
0: the compensation? Did that come out yet? What's,
1: I haven't the, heard yet. Which again baffles me. Like, to a deal, why wouldn't and Baker Mayfield be in that deal?
0: Well, maybe the Texans. The Texans don't want said him. no thanks. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. We don't. I guess the Texans are
1: happy with Davis we don't, Mills. We don't right? want
0: him filming TV commercials in our stadium for <laughs> next season. No, uh, wait, I,
1: I do have to tell you, his
0: commercials are pretty good. They are very yeah. good. Uh, other, okay, so can, are, I'm puzzled by this. What I, are I, I puzzled by. I shouldn't R- be, be puzzled missed, by Batman. though. I shouldn't be puzzled. This happens all the time. Teams don't seem to care. Right, they care when it's in the headlines Winning. at that moment, and then when it's not, it's well. We're a forgiving society, and everybody gets a second chance. Michael Vick. and and I don't see how his first chance is still resolved yet. If it's not resolved. That's Watson. why
1: I don't see how this is going to get resolved unless he's going to settle all of these things out of court right away. But even if I mean, he's, maybe maybe he knows something. Maybe he's gonna maybe part of the salary is going to pay all these people off so that he can go play back. Even football. if he
0: settles, won't the NFL have to suspend him for some period of time? No, cuz
1: the, the settlements are going to be confidential and there'll probably be in no admission of any wrongdoing and then the NFL can sit there and say, "Well, there's nothing that we can do about it." There's been no admission of wrongdoing. Interesting. That's it. What are you going to do? Like that's that that's me sitting there going there's something going on behind the scenes that these teams are all sitting there throwing themselves at a guy who
0: is in a lot of trouble by all accounts. Atlanta thought they were going to have him, it seemed like. And now they can deal with Matt Ryan. Well, you know, at I least didn't... we don't
1: have to do have the, all the stories about how he was a ball boy for the Falcons when he was a kid. And, for his rehab and, and, and comeback stories. Yeah, we don't need to hear that now. Because
0: you know that they'll have all those stories about the comeback and how great it is. And... So you now have... How many teams in in the
1: AFC that are great? A lot. The
0: entire the AFC, AFC West, West, West is spectacular. Is going to make the playoffs. Yeah, their quarterbacks are amazing. Then you have the
1: Bills, who somehow
0: also just got Von Miller to add to their riches. And how do they fit possibly Cleveland? How, how did the Bills fit that in? How did the Rams fit in Allen Robinson's salary? Like, uh, well, they didn't. Just, they didn't pay for Von Miller. I guess so. Is that is that what happened?
1: I mean, the, for the Rams. Talk about riches. Now they have Allen Robinson. They have Cooper Cup.
0: And Odell Beckham. they have if Obele, they Odell Beckham back. if,
1: he, if he comes back and he's healthy. And you have Van Jefferson. And, and if he's healthy, you have Robert Woods. That's a lot of wide receivers.
0: Uh, I'd like to see if the Eagles can do a little bit more in terms of getting some players because they've been quiet. I, I don't understand what they're waiting for to make their move with everything it's if we look at it though okay so I did want to ask you about your Michigan man at the pro day today this is everybody's big concern Uh your guy out there David Ajabo who's looking like he's going to be a top pick potentially suffered an apparent leg injury during his pro day workout that's Like every player's worst. I know, but
1: that doesn't mean the pro day shouldn't happen. If that's if that's where you're going next. No, I'm not. I I just wanted your reaction. If something happens during a pro day, it's not like they're doing that much tough stuff. For the most part, they're they're doing a sprint. If they're a receiver, they're catching a few balls on orchestrated routes. If you're a quarterback, you're throwing very specific things. The pro days are not. They don't. I don't think they. I guess I'm. I'm going against my own point because they don't give you that much more than you're already seeing on tape, right? But I, I hate when people go to just like when there's an All Star game or the All Pro. What if somebody gets hurt? You know, or they shouldn't play in a bowl game because what if they get
0: hurt? they can get hurt yeah people saying that last night with Claude Drew playing his thousandth game where he's about to be traded like any moment and they're like what if he gets hurt in that game what's up with that what happened
1: to all of a sudden I got a text from someone saying I'm a Panthers fan for the rest of the season I'm like what does that mean and then I look it up and there's a rumor that he's been traded but now he hasn't been traded and now he could possibly go to Colorado so what's the deal with him
0: it sounds like the Flyers don't have a deal yet. He's not traveling with the team to Ottawa. To Ottawa. He's likely played eh? his last game with the Flyers. I mean, look, if you've been watching his Twitter feed and his wife's Twitter feed in the last few weeks, they've been doing their... Whose? He retweets her feed, and, and they've had pictures where... He's had his son on the skates, in the Flyers jersey with him, on mm-hmm. the ice at the practice facility, uh-huh. at the All-Star Game, at the like doing all those things that you would do if you're kinda making peace with the fact that you're not gonna be here anymore. And mm-hmm. last night you heard him in the in the post where he was saying he never realized just how hard it is on the people who have to actually leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was always oh, they're going through it, and and here he is now. The rumors are there. He's trying to deal with the emotions of basically growing up here, and now all of a sudden going to be sent someplace else. So we'll see where he ends up. It, it seems like Colorado and Florida are the front runners. You've you've heard St. Louis mentioned as well. The question of what they get for him. So
1: JP's going to be on in a second, Mm -hmm. but he thought that the number that we were calling from was a scam. It said, call this a scam number. (laughs) <laughs> it was, well well to be fair, Wes, <laughs> We've had that
0: before though, where we've called somebody and they thought we were a telemarketer yep. uh-huh. and told us to never call back. That's right. So I mean at least JP. Hall didn't of Famers,
1: us. we won't say who, but yeah, they're Hall it. of Famers. So Go.
0: JP, you think we're a telemarketer scammer trying to get you to buy uh like an extension on your car this weekend?
2: Um I wasn't going to buy it. I didn't know what you were selling, but I (laughs) was not in the mood to buy it. But it said scam likely. And and I got to tell you guys, every time it says scam likely, who would answer that?
0: Well, look, like, I got to be honest, scam likely. When, I'm going to program that as Jeff's name now when he calls me in my phone, should. so it'll just yeah. show up as scam likely. So, JP,
1: uh, yeah. you know, I don't know what kind of car you drive, but we need to sell you that undercarriage protection. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep getting stuff that says, like, my my student loans or, you know, whatever, or my warranties are off and yet I'm thinking... Yeah, it's not right.
0: Well, I mean, Uh, look, I hope your heater in your car was working after the game last week. My wife and I were watching uh, on the couch, and we were cold watching the wind blow on the jerseys and the flags. Have you defrosted from that game yet?
2: I have. I got to tell you, in all honesty, we're in the press box, right? So um, I didn't feel the cold as much as I did after the game when I walked to my friend's car to get a ride back you know, into the city. And, and the wind was so bad, my face hurt. And I thought, I couldn't even imagine what it must have been like for the U.S. and Honduras to play in, in Minnesota because that was like below zero. And this was like 20, maybe 25 degrees. So I can't imagine. It was, it was bitter cold. That was probably the coldest I'd been in a long, long time.
1: Now I know that they're competitors, but do you think there's a point at which somebody's saying, "You know what? This might not be the day you want
2: to hit a ball." <laughs> <laughs> no, but that happened in the New England game. Did you see the the video that went viral? Carlos Heel was basically saying, "Why are we playing this game?" You know, yes. they had like snow on the field, and you know it was bitter, and the wind was was blowing. So that was his impression of it, and he articulated it. Very well, even though English was his second language, um, everyone understood what he meant, and it was not a good game. Obviously, for those guys, it was a better result for Philadelphia.
1: You, well, you don't need to understand what he meant; all you need to do is hear him shiver. Yeah, and the, yeah. like they clearly couldn't <laughs> yeah. see through the chattering. they <laughs> couldn't see through the
0: snow that was coming down either. That game was kind of amazing. Yeah to watch. I, you know, I did want to ask about the start of the season for the team. This is a notoriously slow starting team. They're 2-0 and 1 with yep. 7 points in 3 games. At the same time, they've looked shaky and out of sorts at times. What do you think with Such you're a still, Philadelphian. But no, it's true. If you look at like the first game, the defense was a little more shaky. They haven't had all the guys on the field right. yet. So and I'm
2: asking JP, JP what I he thinks. I just think you're being Philadelphian. Uh, like, yeah, JP
0: he thinks I'm a pessimist. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think um, I think the, it's the good news is that they've got seven points out of the first three games, and and this better news is that they, we haven't seen them anywhere close to their best. I would say, right? So I think that that part's good. That's how I, I should have said disturb- it. Yeah, <laughs> the disturbing part is that you know in the first two games they gave up the first goal, and that's not the way they're built. They're built to really score first and hold things down and control the game. You know, uh, in this case, they came back for a draw against Minnesota, came back with a win at Montreal. You know, that San Jose game, I didn't notice it until after the game when I really took a close look at the stats. They were really bad uh, in terms of, you know, and, and they don't care so much about possession, but the possession was just like over 30-something percent. You know, that's, that's very little at home, Right. Uh, the passing accuracy was below 60%. So those numbers were not good. You know, they had 12 shots. Six of them were on target. That's good. But I can't remember other than maybe one save that Marcin Kowski made where they were, you know, great shots. So I, I look at it this way. Seven points after three games, and we've not seen this team anywhere near their best. I think they've been doing better, more on the defensive side. They only allowed San Jose despite all that possession San Jose only had one shot on goal so I credit the union overall defense not just the back line or you know back line and martinez but everybody with a good defensive effort
1: of the new guys which ones did you look at and say okay this is going to be great this is going to be this is going to be the thing that puts them over the top
2: of the new guys yeah. you said um Give me some candidates. Who are you thinking about? Because we've not seen well, the best one and, really yet. I mean, it's going to be UA for sure. Right. And
0: that's a, the challenge. We haven't seen UA yet, but we've even seen, like, like a Nathan Harriel, a homegrown candidate who's gotten yeah. time out there, who's really seemed to make the most of the opportunity Seemed like unexpected that he would have it. What do you seen out of him out there?
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, I'm not considering him obviously a new guy because he was here last year, but, but Harriel, from all accounts, had a very good preseason. Mm. And Baizo, who was the starter last year, was away for part of the preseason at the African Cup of Nations. And, and I, was, I was told that the only reason Baizo started game one was based on his experience and, and the fact that the job was his last year, because you could argue that Harriel had a better uh, and longer preseason. So I think that Olivier did not have a good game in that first game. And so Harriel continued to do well. They made the change in that in that second game, and right now I would expect there's going to be competition at that spot. But I think for the moment, you know, as of today, I think it's Harrell's job to lose. But I do think that there's going to be, you know, competition for that spot for the first time in a long time, right? Because uh, you had Bizo. Before that, you had Gaddis. You know, before that, you had Rosenberry. I mean, there hasn't really been competition you know, for that spot. You know, the starters pretty much claimed it.
1: So now we have the rematch tomorrow. And the good news for you is it's going to be about 70 degrees. So so you got that going for you. Uh, how many of the union players are actually going to, to play in this version? <laughs>
2: hmm. Well, we've heard no, <laughs> nothing negative about, you know, COVID stuff anymore, thankfully. But
1: um, How motivated are uh, they for actually, this game?
2: Hey, a- actually, you know, it's going to be, maybe cooler than you just said because we're calling the game off the monitor, you know, in Philadelphia. So we're not even going to be at, at that baseball stadium, which is a fantastic baseball stadium, but a very poor soccer stadium. Um, It's, it's not, you know, I, I'm reading a lot of stuff about this game and it's, it's not a revenge game because even if, even if the union win this game, it's not um, avenging the loss last year in a conference final. You know what I mean? You can't equate, um the fourth game of the regular season to losing the Eastern Conference final on your on your home field. So mm-hmm. uh and, and revenge, I I don't see that either because eleven guys are missing in that game, right? Including, you know, your two center backs, your your goalkeeper. So um who's out for revenge? <laughs> Most of the guys didn't play, right? But it's a big game. It's a statement game because I do think at this moment these are the two best teams Uh, on paper, and on the field, even though we've not seen either of them at their best. I think for whoever wins tomorrow, they'll have to be at their best to get three points.
0: You know, you mentioned Yankee Stadium being a great baseball stadium. Obviously, Twitter had some fun with the unveiling of the NYFC uh, flag uh, for their championship last week. Can you talk about why it's so challenging to play on that pitch as a soccer stadium?
2: Well, I can tell you as a broadcaster how bad it is because you're sitting behind home plate, and the field is in a baseball diamond. So you're not looking at it like you would at any other stadium. You know, from from the halfway line and looking equally to both sides, you're looking at action that's a hundred yards away from you when it's going away, or right at you, but at an angle, and you have no no um, depth of perception. You don't know if, if if that really was offside or not other than, you know, on a replay, it's a tough place to call a game. I think from a player standpoint, I mean, the only good thing is that it's a, it's a grass field. uh, So has an edge over turf, but it's a smaller field guys. When somebody says it's 70 yards, my experience, no, it's not 70. It's probably like 65 to 68. So it's a, it's a narrower field. Um, I think it's more mental too. than than physical, you know, the the dimensions are, you know, the length is probably the same, but, but you're looking at it like from a diamond standpoint and the fans are farther away from you than, than right on top of you. It's not like a home field advantage to me, like you have in, in Philadelphia where, you know, you take a corner kick in the sons of Ben section and, you know, probably block your ears because the noise level is, is loud. You know, it's, it's very intimidating, I would think. So I think that, um, I, it, I don't know why, though, the team hasn't won there. I, I think that's just a probably a coincidence, you know, more than anything else. I don't think the stadium psyched them out. I, I think that when you look at NYCFC, uh, besides winning MLS Cup last year, they, they've been in the league for six seasons, and they've been in the playoffs all the time. You know, and they've had great players like, you know, the David Diaz of the world and, you know, Lampard played there and Pirlo played there and now you've got Castellanos they've had some great players so I don't think it's the stadium that's caused this team to to lose games because this team is good enough to get three points um, in any stadium in MLS.
1: So we know you were out in the cold but we also know that you were calling games indoors. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with the indoor soccer league.
2: Ah I haven't called any games because I've, I'm the president of communications with them. So if I want to call games, i probably have to change my title. Otherwise, it would seem like... Uh,
0: You're the commish, right?
2: More of a, yeah. Well, I'm not the commission. No, I don't want that. No, no, no. no. Pre- president <laughs> of communications We're giving it to is the you. only title. No, no. I, I don't want the headaches. No. Um, no, that league has done, uh, done fine. Uh, you know, it's coming back really from COVID. It's going to take a while before you know, they can get um, attendance, recognition, you know, back to um, where they were before. But um, we're headed towards the playoffs. Not there yet. Uh, last time I looked, three teams had, had clinched. Um, you've got San Diego, Kansas City, and Florida look like the class of the league, but there's other teams that are doing well also. Um, the league has made great strides this year. We've only been on the job since, I want to say, June. And I think the pluses have outweighed the minuses, but there's still a long way to go.
0: You know, you talk about the growth of that league. I did want to ask you about the growth of MLS. Obviously, it was a smaller crowd at Subaru Park because of the weather. The next night, you're in Atlanta at a packed stadium. The week before that, Charlotte FC opens their franchise in front of 75,000 fans. Can you talk about what you're seeing from this league year over year as somebody who's watched it for as it's grown? And the sport. Not just the yeah,
2: sport. Yeah, I think that um, when MLS first started in 1996, even the, the biggest optimist would never have said that we'd be almost at 30 teams, you know, less than 30 years later, and that um, Atlanta would be one of the leaders in attendance and, and Charlotte would get 70. Who would have thought any of that? I mean, uh, remember, in the old days, MLS left the Florida market They had a team in Tampa, they had a team in Fort Lauderdale, left them both. And now you've got Charlotte and Atlanta vying with each other to see who's going to have the highest attendance, not just among those two, but really in the entire league. So, you know, there's been a series of moves that have been made throughout the history of MLS to get us to this point. You know, having David Beckham come over here was a major, major move. Uh, Having teams build their own stadiums, major building their own training facilities, signing younger players, bringing over other superstars. I mean, the list goes on and on. You could list 10 different things in terms of the growth. Supporters, traveling supporters, huge. I mean, you can't go to any stadium, and and tomorrow you'll see, too, a great contingent of fans there from Philadelphia. Uh, The visiting fans agitate the home fans even more to make them louder. and and thus you have uh, the loudest atmosphere you would ever hope to have in any MLS game. I think the traveling supporters have been a huge difference. We see that overseas, uh, especially in England, with the traveling supporters there, how big of a difference it makes, and we've seen it now in Major League Soccer.
0: Well, we can't wait to hear you on the call tomorrow from studio for NYCFC and hear you on the call as we go forward this season. JP, always thanks for the time, and I hope you're doing well, man. Anytime with you guys. You take care of yourself. You too. Jeff, I didn't ask him. uh, The Union have four young guys that have been picked for the under-20 soccer team. And and we did ask Jim Curtin if he was going to let him go, and he said yes. So, you know, this is a team that has— You can't say no. I know you can't say no, but this is the team that hasn't had their full team on the pitch yet. It looks like Ua Ua isn't going to play again tomorrow. We'll see if the other acquisition plays tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know if you're going to see this full team on the pitch together for a couple months in terms of players going away and players here.
1: But that see that's the thing that we are you we're not used to that the American audience is not used to this. This is the rest of the world and the way soccer works. It's something that we're going to either have to get used to or. We're not going to watch soccer, right? I mean, it's that's not. I don't th- see that ever changing. There's going to be the national events, and there's going to be the the private events. There's going to be the leagues, and somehow we all have to get used to it. It's frustrating. It is amazing that it does happen because it it doesn't happen in other sports. And well, other leagues are that,
0: moving to this. NBA wants a midseason tournament.
1: No, they want a midseason tournament where they're making money, but they don't. They don't want. they don't want them to go play a World Cup of basketball because they can get injured there. They're they're risking injury when teams have invested hundreds of millions of dollars into them. And so while soccer is not to the point of investing hundreds of millions of dollars into each player, it is at a point where you sit there and you go, okay, they want to let them go, but what happens if these guys get injured? Or, as you're saying, I mean, at the end of the year, if they don't if they don't get a good seed, because for four weeks they didn't have their whole contingent, it's frustrating because you even, they could have the best team, but that best team may not be out there ever, ever. and won't be. And if they are, they're not going to be out there long enough to gel. It now you're lucky in my mind that you have a coach like Coach Curtin, who is able to adjust to almost anything. That's
0: one of the most impressive things about it. Less than three minutes left. You choose for the end, Claude Drew's 1,000th game in the reaction or where you feel about the Phillies right now?
1: Well, Well, we can talk about
0: the Phillies. Because they're finally
1: playing baseball today. I listened. I mean, how great is that? But the thing is, you're like, you're like they were behind early, and I'm going, okay, I'm going to read you the list of the eight I pitchers did enjoy that came you, in. And none of them will be... The you know. only one that you knew was Bedrosian, and that's only because of his dad, not because of him. Yes. So there were seven guys that pitched that nobody is ever going to see, I
0: don't think. Do you think that this team has enough right now?
1: I Well, we... Uh, we can we go a spring without saying that we should panic because Mickey Moniak went O for his first two?
0: Well, I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried that Zach Wheeler won't be ready to start of the season, and, and they're depending on a lot of things working out, including Sir Anthony Dominguez making a return, it seems like. Yeah,
1: that could be good, and they brought in a bunch of arms.
0: We'll see if this somehow works. Their lineup got exponentially better. And I by mean, the way, I don't just like the O'Double move because of what he did off the field. I just like the Oduble move because I have to now watch him play again in a Phillies uniform the way he plays baseball. well, there, Separate there, from who he is off the field. There's still a chance
1: that Castellanos comes here. If he comes here, do they then finally say, Oduble, you're gone? I hope so. I mean, does Castellanos play center field? Because you can't have Schwerber play it, and I don't think Harper's going to Right now it. it sounds like they're doing a platoon between Veerling and Odubel. So why why not give Veerling the chance to win this job?
0: They never why, do that. Why
1: do we need Oduble, Herrera, and watching that play? again, especially considering what a bad guy he's been on top of it. Like, why do we need to root for and that? And a bad player at times. Exactly. So this, <laughs> th- they're literally doing this, and it doesn't make them a better team. We've seen for years now that Odubel does not make the Phillies a better team. So why do we need to do that? It's bad enough when teams do this when they're doing it to sell out to win. They're doing it, and there's no reason to do it.
0: Uh, is it possible that the Phillies will have a worse defense this year than they did last year?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing is, because of the universal DH, we're going to get to rotate who plays
0: crappy defense. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to say anything else after I don't you close know. with that? That's... We need another 10 seconds. You should have held that for a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. The crappy defense came out early. If you could just time this uh, better, we could Or end the show strong on a high note. Say goodbye, Jason. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.